Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. So excited. Welcome to the Come Clean Pod. Thank you so much for being here today. Yay. I'm so excited. Okay. So for those of you guys who are new-er and new to Tansy, I'm just going to read a little bit from her bio. So this, let me just quick before I even do this, I need to say that this is one of the moments when usually I'm just like bitching about how much I hate Instagram and the things that come up in my feed. It's all negative, blah, blah. But you Except know what? for that week that you were very excited about finding Taylor Swift socks. You, That's right. You're very one, excited about that day. However, <laughs> one day the algorithm fed me Tansy. And for <laughs> some reason, I have been following Tansy for a while. And your profile is one of the most like inspirational, uplifting. Like Every mm-hmm. time I see something that you post, I'm just like... This woman is fire. Like everything about what you do has so much soul and passion. And so thank you, Internet, for feeding me that. So also, if you log into your Instagram and you have 7000 new notifications, that's all likes from me. That was me (laughs) last night going through your whole entire profile. But um, just quickly, everyone, Tansy um, is a dance fitness instructor from Metro Detroit, Michigan, um, who has a passion for all areas of health and wellness. Uh, there's a lot in here about a previous basketball life, which I didn't even know. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, but basically, in 2017, after doing like seven years of fitness on the side, you decided to quit your job as a school teacher and pursue your passion for dance fitness full time. And because of that dedication to that, you have created your own brand, uh, Turn It Up With Tansy. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for even asking me to be on your podcast. I don't, I feel like I miss a lot of messages. And I, when I finally like started to focus on the fact that I was coming on this podcast, I was like, of course, it's called coming clean. Like, what the hell am I getting myself into? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Turn Up Dance Fitness. What's actually really cool is when I created the name Turn Up, it was about like turning up your voice, turning up who you are, like turning up all the things. I actually think I just saw in your story, you put like turn up your voice, turn up this. And I was like, yes, that's, yes. that's what it is. And um, but when you look up the definition of turn up, and I didn't realize this until later on down the line, the first definition of turn up is to be found by chance, especially after being lost. And mm-hmm. I feel like that I would like life works in mysterious ways. And I truly feel like that's always been my mission. And my message is to like always find a way to come home to yourself. And I feel like that's what turn up dance fitness has become in so many ways is an opportunity for us to dance, live loudly, turn up our voice, turn up who we are, but also to turn into getting to know ourselves over and over again. Like I really feel I've been announcing this year, every time I start a turn up dance fitness class, I used to say like, turn up is the way I come home to myself. But I really think it's the way I've taught myself to be myself. I think that's what it is. Yeah. That's such a, that's such a perfect 
marriage of what come clean means to us. That's exactly what we're doing here of like stripping away and coming back to who we are so we can be really true and get rid of all of the bullshit and nonsense that keeps us away from our own uh-huh. voice, our own reality, our own life that we yeah. want to live. And I, Ando introduced me to your work and your energy is so, um, why am I brain? I, I, Infectious, yes, contagious. Exactly. Contagious. Like I am so envious, but not in a, not in like a icky envious way of like, how do I get more of that? Like Give I'll me have some what more she's having. Yeah, exactly. So this like brings me to kind of my, uh, the merging of ideas and what come clean means to us, what turn up means to you. So I don't know if you have heard of Emery Hall. She's a poet and it was like, pops up on my feed sometimes she wrote this poem I want to read it really quick because I think it's going to lead into what I really want to talk to you about it's um it's it's called I have been a thousand different women and it says make peace with all the women you once were lay flowers at their feet offer them incense and honey and forgiveness honor them and give them your silence listen bless them and let them be For they are the bones of the temple you sit in now for they are the rivers of wisdom leading you toward the sea I literally get chills. I have been a thousand different women. And I have to say, so right when you open up on your Instagram, and I don't know, you I think, are you on TikTok too? We're talking about all these social media. I'm not on TikTok, but it's like your first post and it's an old video of you dancing and like, you're just having a blast and you're, you're good. Like you look like an awesome dancer there. And then it clips to you at Playground LA, right? You are fucking killing it with your booty shakes and your whips and your hair. And I am so interested to hear like the evolution of Tansy because it's like what I see now is like and this isn't speaking to something that's like better or, you know, we hear like be the better version of yourself and like in Come Clean, we talk about that. But this is really about this poem speaks to that, like honoring all the versions of yourself yeah. To me, when I see you now, you are a freer version of yourself. And I would love to hear more about like, give us the map, girl. Tell us how you got there. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole lot of question right there. Um, <laughs> man, I love that poem. And I think that I am also a thousand women at once, like at the same time. Like, I don't think that there's one version of me. I think I'm multiple different versions throughout my day. And I think that that's why I love dance is it allows me to tap into all of that. And I think that that video of me dancing in my kitchen when I was a school teacher and then going to the playground is like, I just feel like it's a metaphor and a representation of just over and over and over putting myself out there and like working on my craft and then through working on my craft, working on myself and never stopping, just never stopping. I am in that kitchen. Um, I actually remember I was putting together a choreographed dance for my high school students. And I don't know why I was doing that, but like, I don't know how I got away with that. (laughs) But Um, 
yeah, because I taught English. I don't remember why I got to do that. But we, I remember. Conjunction, junction. What's your. <laughs> well, the song was Bitch Better Have My Money. So I don't know. Just the teacher. That I was. When I, I was also a school teacher for a little while until I left to teach yoga. And uh, my students would have really appreciated that. I taught at a school for. Um, traumatized girls and uh that would they would have loved that man we would have loved you over there yeah it's so (laughs) healing to just dance Mm -hmm. but I even when I played basketball I can promise you that anyone who was a part of my journey along the way would tell you I was the hardest worker on the court at all times like I go hard and I think that in my basketball journey I was just talking about this the other day I was the hardest worker on the court my entire career. Started playing basketball in third grade, played all the way through graduating college. And I didn't become an, like a go-to player, like MVP of my team until junior and senior year of college. So I played my entire life for those two years to be, to be the player that I dreamed of being. But at the same time, there was no option for me to not be that. I was never playing to quit if I wasn't that. Like that was never an option. And I think that that journey in itself of just showing up to my passion and working hard over and over and over again, just builds character within you. But also like my time came when it was supposed to come. And I don't think that people really have any idea of the, of how much, how many reps and how much time you really got to put in to being great at something. I was also just listening to, um, what's his name, Alex or Mosey or something. And he was talking about like he opened a gym and he heard from his mentor. to He told him to put out flyers, period. So he listened to him. He put out flyers and he came back to his mentor and his mentor was like, okay, what's the data? What do you have on all this? And he was like, what do you mean? I put out 300 flyers. And the mentor was like, Oh, and he was like, it didn't work. And the mentor was like, oh, I don't even collect data on anything less than putting out 5,000 flyers. Like, I don't even collect data on it. And then he's like, I put out 100,000 flyers a month. And so I think when we're in our journey and we're in the process of like trying to become something, we think we're working so hard. But I feel like my perspective now is like, man, I I didn't even know what work was. And I'm sure I'll look back on where I'm at now and be like, man, I thought I was working hard then. And it's like, I just think people don't really have any idea of how many reps it actually takes. And I'm willing to put in the reps. And that's what sets me apart. And I put in the reps and I don't just put in the reps. Like I will redo something over and over and over till it's the energy of where I want it to be. Not the, not the way it looks, but I feel like if it's the the energy is where I want it to be, then I'm satisfied. Until then, I'm not satisfied and I'm going to keep doing it over and over and over again. That's, that's, so, that's so incredible and such an important lesson. I know for myself that I am also not a quitter, but I am also someone who doesn't... I I am not a quitter and I will keep going, but I also like am missing that thing where it's like when... Yeah, if I keep going, it is going to happen. I'm like, I guess, I mean, I'll keep going because I'm not going to quit this. But I know, Tansy, do you feel like you just 
I mean, you talk about this, like the number of reps to get it, the energy to the energy of where you want it to be. Do you feel like you just you're doing whatever it is, right? It might be basketball, it might be dance, it might be you dancing to bitch better have my money in the kitchen until you look like you do today. Do you just kind of know you're just like you're basically saying like, this is a feeling that I know, mic drop, boom, it's time I've arrived. Like, or do you feel like when you're not in flow with that type of energy? Are you like, like, how do you navigate that? Are you because I feel like there are a lot of people who would be like, I'm just never gonna get there. I just, I got to try again. You know, it's that perseverance. Like, how do you like climb that hurdle? I guess is the question. Like, what keeps you going? Like, what is it? What's the secret magic sauce? Um, so the first answer that comes to my mind is that in the process of even recording that video, bitch better have my money. Like I thought I was the shit. Like I, there was in it, but it wasn't like because it's not it was, ego. You can see that it's not. No. It's not coming from this like inflated sense of. No, because I don't think it was based on how it looked. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't like I really wasn't analyzed. That's actually a a flaw of mine. Is I forget to pay attention to the way the details of how something looks. It's always and that's where we're at in our business. Is like I got to start the professional look of things needs to match the mm-hmm. value that I'm adding. But I feel like that's another thing that actually a lot of people have it in reverse. They want the logo. They want the colors. They want the color scheme on Instagram. And I'm, I'm not paying attention to that, but I think that I did things like doing that dance made me feel like I was the shit. And that's why turn up is so powerful because it makes anyone who does it feel like they're the shit. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I was thinking about how much further I had to go. I was doing it to the full out. And therefore, I think when you're going full out and you're loving it, you, you're you just in it. Mm-hmm. I, and and I'm, I'm addicted to that piece of it. But at the same time, I look back, especially now with TikTok invented, like I feel like that's been a huge part of my process of getting better is like to watch video back and be like, damn, I thought I was killing it here. But I wasn't. And I again, that's a metaphor for everything is you have to show up with everything you got. And then you're going to look back and be like, holy cow, I didn't even realize that I needed to fix this and this. But I ended up fixing it with every step along the way because I analyzed how that made me feel here, here and here. So I think I do a lot based on feeling, but I don't think I ever. There's there's definitely something in me and I I maybe I give it up to my parents for believing in me and t- telling me I could do anything that I want to do but at the same time I had a lot of things that have happened in my life which I think that's the thing too is like you go through the things that you've gone the people who believe in themselves are the most the people who have the most grit are the people who have been through the most shit and I'm sure you guys feel that like you guys have been through so much and that's why you're consistent in the way you show up um so I've had a lot of things that could have moved me away from that belief. But I just think that I've always had something that's like, I'm going to prove to myself and everybody that I'm going to be somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, That's so, that's so such a good point. And I really hope people listening hear that and take that in because you, you just summed it up that like, yes, it came partially from your parents and partially from your experiences, but really it came from inside you and your motivation. 
Yeah. And I know for me, in my coaching practice and with my private yoga clients, like I see there are differences in people. I coach people through injuries a lot and um, through recovery from surgery. And there is definitely a, a difference. Like some people have that place that they can go to where they're they're like, I'm going to find it's like a, there's a fire. There's a place that you can find something. You can always find that thing. And mm-hmm. I know that I have that. And so when someone doesn't, mm-hmm. it's really it's difficult for me to try to relate to that because I always have a place that I can go to where yeah. it gets gritty, where like there is n- no is not an answer. No is not an option. We're not going to stop until we get through this. Yeah. One thing you said earlier was like, you know, you question the belief in yourself. And I think that that is our strength. Like that is what drives me is like you telling me now. And I mean, there's definitely, I think I'm a good dancer now. Like I'm not denying that I've worked to become a better dancer, but like outside of that, really everything else that I do. And even when it comes to that, there are times where I'm like, damn, I could have done better. It's just like the self-doubt and the, this isn't enough is always there. And I think a lot of times people let that self-doubt be the reason they don't, they think that like Mm. that makes them different. And it's like, no, my self-doubt is so big. My, this isn't enough is so strong that that's what drives me to be better. That you just made my brain explode because I've never actually thought of it that way, but every, everyone on this planet has something of that component in that way where we're like we can talk ourselves out of it we can we can find a million reasons why we're not good enough not strong enough not pretty enough not whatever the thing is or we're not gonna make it through grad school right now i'm in grad school um or you know your your story reminds me and our listeners have heard this before but i cheered for the patriots yeah and i had no dance background so i literally took two mirrors and brought them downstairs into my basement and I didn't make it because I was a terrible dancer. But that whole year that I didn't make it, I was dancing in front of those mirrors to see what I looked like. And then I made it. But I think that you you do have to use that as motivation. That is, I love to, to view that as a strength. That's such a good point. Yeah. First, I have questions. One, I feel like that's such a good metaphor, first of all, for like just life. Like you, the way you got better was setting up mirrors to reflect back yourself and looking at them over and over again. And that's a metaphor for what dance is. It's like, look, it's like taking it to even basketball again, looking at it as film. And so many of us won't look at ourselves in the mirror or the mistakes we're making and be like, this isn't enough because we're attaching our worth to it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I think sports taught me like, yeah, it taught me how to lose. It taught me how to lose a game and not attach my worth to it. Like I'm still worth this. Like a loss is a step along the way, but so many women I think even are afraid to even admit their mistakes or their losses because they're attaching their worth to it rather than being like that's data. Like that's I'm collecting data on how I can reflect in the mirror and do it better next time. And so I think that's a really major point, but um I how long did you ch- cheer for the Patriots? Uh, three years. Three years. Yeah. And Which is so, the max, right? Like they, yeah. you're only allowed to do it for three oh. years. So my question on that is 
obviously for three years, that became a huge piece of your identity. So when you moved out of that, I would love to know how, like, if you were to give advice, how to move out of this, this identity, that's like, a, a like people look at you some type of way mm-hmm. and to move into something else. How did you stay true to yourself and strong and not feel like you lost a piece of your identity? So that's actually what we talk a lot about identity loss here. So um, we've gone through, I've personally gone through quite a bit. Um, But at that point in my life, I was still so young that I don't think that I was necessarily attaching any value to it. Like the identity for me didn't really, I didn't really experience that feeling until much later on because when I was done cheering, I actually opened a fitness studio, which was like dance fitness, right? So this is why I'm so, um, I can relate to everything that you do so much. But after I had kids, I went through that huge shift where I ended up selling my business. And, but just to speak to that, the identity piece is, there was a lot of grief around that. And Holly was privy to a lot of the, our conversations in private, but I felt like, who am I? How am I ever going to be, you know, anyone ever again? Like, this was like basically exactly what you said. I was attaching a lot of my worth and value to that aspect of my life. Um, and so I think for me, it was just going through the stages of grief, but coming to the realization what you said, what we're talking about is like, there is this little gritty piece of part of that's a part of me that's like, it's never too late to reclaim that part of yourself. And like, it's an evolution. It's, it's basically a place where you blossom into something new. Like, I, I hate to make it sound, it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Like, here I am again, you know, and now I'm in this whole new journey of my life where I'm making peace with all of the women that I once was and and stepping into this totally new aspect of my life. And I think that that is where the motivation is for me. And that is like the peace that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really relate to the... Everyone always tells me how resilient I am. And I'm like, what else would I fucking be? Like, I don't know what... Like, I, what, am I just going to lay down one day and not keep... Child's pose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find child's pose one day and just stay there. Like, that's not an option. But That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> for a minute, for a minute, that's nice. And I, I internally, I had, I did, and I've done so much work, but I used to get stuck in the yeah, but my, shout out my therapist. For those who listen, she, she makes a, she makes a lot of uh, appearances on the show, but uh we were talking about some some situations that I got through over the holidays and, and with my sobriety and all kinds of things. And she was like, can you just notice like what, that you went that you did all of that stuff and that you got through it in a different way than you ever would have? And I was noticing and then I was like, yeah, but I've got this thing that just like doesn't want to let me have a win. And I sat with it for a minute. And I was like, she asked me if I could let it if I could ask it to leave or something like that. and. And I came to this new mindset instead of, yeah, but I got to this new place of, and also, and, and now instead of hearing, 
Yeah, but I still had those feelings. Yeah, but I still wanted the thing. Yeah, but now I hear, and also, I didn't do the behavior I didn't want to do. And also, I did the the extra workout when I wasn't feeling up to it. And also, I did my budget when that was boring or whatever it is. And it the just that mindset shift really reminds me of what we were talking about a few minutes ago of that place from within. It's a different mindset. It's going back to the data instead of the attaching your self-worth and mm-hmm. letting the event get on top of you and bringing you down and putting a shadow on it. And instead, it's just like, yeah, okay, that's a thing that happened. And also, I'm still here and I can learn from that and I can move forward and we can keep going. And it's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's try again. Love it. Tansy, where do you think, you know, obviously you have turned it up right now and you have um, this this following. Where do you think like most of your influence has come from? I mean, we know you have the basketball past, but like when you first started fitness and and dance, like how did that play out for you? Was it like a specific class or someone that maybe you looked up to? So when I graduated from college, that was an identity shift for me of like, who the F am I without basketball? Like, that's all I cared about. That's all I knew. What more is there to life? That's really where I was at. And I was, I wasn't like diagnosed depressed, but I didn't, I like worked really hard to not get out of bed. Like I, and that's not like me at all. And so the I, grief, the grief can be, it's like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. you're grieving this past version of yourself. Yeah. And I actually think when I, when you say that, and when I say that out loud right now, which has never processed before, I think I also wasn't necessarily living true to what I wanted to do anyways, moving forward Um, in that. So I'm sure that's like, I didn't have the capacity to realize that like, I wasn't sad because of what I lost. I was sad because of the way I was responding to it. Mm. And so that's something very interesting. But I remember I just needed to work out because I didn't have basketball anymore. So I went to, I remember going to a dance fitness class um, right down the road from where my parents lived. And like literally my sister and I stood in the back. The song I remember, it was like a Pitbull and Christina Aguilera song. And it, what was that song? It's something about the world. Uh-huh. ending or lasting forever. I don't know, but it lit me up. It <laughs> lit me on fire. And I got home and I danced around my mom's house the entire day. And I was like, that is how like basketball made me feel. And mm-hmm. I think that we all have passions of some sort that like brings out something in us. But that I felt that and I chased that. But at the same time, I went and got certified in Zumba. Like that's what I went and did. And also backtrack, my mom was an aerobics instructor, but that as much as I want to say, she didn't influence me in that regard. Like she didn't mm-hmm. push me to do it. I almost even, I feel like that's not a part of the story, but I also feel like it must be in my blood or something. <laughs> because she was, I would go to, I would go be in like the daycare while she would go teach. But anyways, um, yes, got certified in Zumba. And I didn't teach for like a a year, even with having getting certified in that until I was so sad, depressed. I called my mom 
And she was like, just go chase that dance fitness thing that you got certified in. Just go do that. And she didn't, you know, what a great mom. Like, I need to make money. (laughs) I probably should get a real job. I should do all these things. I should maybe go make friends or whatever. But she was like, go chase that thing that lit you up. Like, what Mm -hmm. great advice. What a great mom. (laughs) And so I remember just, I mean, I'm more, more and more passionate about it obviously as time goes on, but that became my outlet. And then I just kept putting myself out there. So I think that's, it really started with just every single thing that I've done in regards to turn up. If I backtrack was me wanting to feel comfortable in my skin physically. Like that's where it began was I did not feel comfortable in my skin physically. It wasn't even mentally. It was like, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to feel sexy. I wanted da da da. And I think that's where it began. And then it became so much more than that. And how do you, from like a, just a business standpoint and going from being someone who was in more of like a traditional track of going to get a job. How do you think that you took your passion and your desire and need for a more embodied life that you turned that into a successful brand that now you help people live a more authentic embodied life with what you offer? Jeez, you guys have the great deep questions. (laughs) Every time we come to record, I'm like, I'm just going to try to keep it like fun this time. (laughs) And I can't. I just can't. I mean, it's the coming clean <laughs> podcast, people. Like, that's what we're doing. Tell us about the time you first got your period. <laughs> well, it wasn't clean. <laughs> um, but anyways, I – so as I'm sitting here talking to you, I think I'm just, like, partially delusional. Like, I know that a lot of – that's, like, a thing right now, like, Delulu and stuff, and my yeah. sister – my sister gets so annoyed. She's like, I hate when people say Delulu. Like, we don't need to call ourselves delusional to think optimistically. Why are we attaching that? Like, Chandler gets all, my sister gets all, like, righteous about it. But <laughs> I think that I just wasn't thinking about any consequence of chasing my dream. Like, the only consequence that was in front of me was, like, I just know I don't want to keep doing this. And so it's interesting because now in my business, I'm at a point where strategy, like I cannot, I've gotten here through grit. I've gotten here through hard work and just never stopping. And I'm at a point where I need to become a version of myself that looks at outcomes, that looks at consequences, that looks at what is going to project into the future and the strategy and creating a well-oiled machine. And so I'm having to become this different version of myself that feels very, very, very hard. But I think that I was just so unhappy with where I was. Like I like teaching, like being a teacher was a great chapter in my life. I loved those kids, but I also counted down every single minute of every single hour the same way they did. Like I didn't even like school when I was in school, let alone why would I become a teacher? You know, I I became a teacher because I knew that was the way that I could keep basketball in my life. But I had gotten to this point where I'm sure every woman goes through this multiple times in their lives of like sacrificing myself so much for everybody else to where I was depleted, depressed, and mad at the world. And there's nothing worse than that. So it's like there was no... To me, the risk was staying there mm-hmm. versus doing everything I could. All I wanted to do was wake up and love what I was doing every day. 
It had nothing to do with building an empire. It had nothing to do with even making a bunch of money. It was like, I will do whatever it fucking takes to have a job that I wake up and I get to do what I want every day. Like I get to, even if it's a lot of work, like it's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was all I cared about. And how ironic too. I know you said you, you ended up leaving the job you were at to, as a teacher, but you are a like, you are a teacher. You're still oh. a teacher in on a much bigger stage. Oh my god! I mean, the impact that you have had on your community. I mean, for us to even be sitting here having this conversation today, I just, I think it's so cool how much influence you've had in such a positive way in really such a short amount of time. I mean, your bio says 2017. That was like yesterday. So, wow. and like half that time was COVID. Yeah, I think. Do you? I mean, do you re- do you realize? I hope you do the like a magnitude dance in the mirror because it's so incredible what you've created. And just to fangirl for a second, when I was going through your feed, I'm like, she's you opened for the fitness marshal. Which, if anyone doesn't know who the fitness marshal is, he's just like the cutest soul ever. I also follow him; makes me smile every time. There's a picture of you, him. Big kid Rick, I'm referencing his screen name, but I'm just like, these are all my people I love on the internet. And I'm just so, I mean, you just make me happy. And I think that that's when we're talking about that your energy is so contagious. The impact that you've had, it doesn't just, it, it is, it exponentiates, like it reaches far, far beyond what you could possibly even imagine. So thank wow. you so much. And I think it's because it comes, it's, you're very authentic. You don't come off with influencer energy or any kind of like um, fake saccharine trying to climb anything or try to get us to follow your links to buy your Amazon affiliations (laughs) or anything like that. It's like the energy, the just the aliveness that comes through your truth that's why it's so fascinating to me when you when you say that like it it just came from you wanting it doesn't surprise me because you came into this brand and this being and this creation authentically because you wanted a thing and you made this thing and now you're here and now you've got this platform and you're using it the way that you you're being the person who you needed and mm. And that's amazing. And at the same time, so of, co- so of course you can't answer the question of like, all right, you've created this embodied practice and this amazing thing and that you, you didn't set out with that as a goal that you knew of mentally. You mm. just, you did it organically. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think that that translates that's the best compliment ever. And I, that means so much to me from both of you. Thank you so much. And I think that I don't think about it until I sit here and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I probably need to do that more, but I, I don't think I think about it, but I do think that like when you bring up the thought of, um, you know, what, what I set out to do was not necessarily going to look like this, but I think I always did set out to make impact. And I feel like if you can stay 
true to yourself and authentic within that of what you believe and set out to make impact, you're going and you do that over and over again. Like you're going to build something. You're going to become a different version of yourself. Like you're going to grow. You're going to do some big things if that's always in your in your heart. And I think that hopefully that's what you feel for me is like I'm I'll take impact over anything. Like that's mm-hmm. and I'm impacting myself first. I think that's a lot of things too is like mm-hmm. I I'm going this way because I know that I need it. So you can come with me or not and that's what I'm doing. And I think that so often we can get wrapped up in who's going to come with me, who's going to listen, who's going to want to do this. And it's like, I I think because I've moved around so much the past couple of years since pandemic and because I have trialed and errored so many different pieces of my business, like I'm consistently having to start over and I'm being humbled by that and learning that I can't focus on the numbers and it'll come but I, yeah, I just think that we're all meant to make an impact. And if we focus on just being ourselves enthusiastically, like I'm very enthusiastic about what I get to do. Mm-hmm. If you find, if you chase that, just chase that, it's going to feel, you're going to feel that people are going to feel that from you. I think that's so true. And I think the important thing to remember is And to touch back to, you mentioned it so many times throughout our conversation today, is about the feeling. It's not Mm -hmm. about what it looks like. You'll know it when you feel it and you have to follow the feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not at all about what it looks like. It's about what it feels like. And that translates to other people. And the other people will feel that too. Yeah, And you will build something through the authentic feeling the embodied feeling that is truth that is undeniable when you are in your truth and your embodied being that's un- you're undeniable yeah i love that and i think but i think a lot of times when we say that people again misinterpret <laughs> the work that comes along with that like i'm in my joy i do everything for that hour that i get to teach when i teach it the ecosystem that i've created around that one thing that i love is fucking work and it doesn't feel great all the time. Mm. It doesn't feel good all the time, but I know the feeling of the thing I get to do that I love and I'm everything that I do is for that. So I think a lot of times people are like, this sucks. This work sucks. I don't want to do this. And it's like, yeah, that's my entire day. Mm. That's the winning. The winning is 1% of the time. If I'm putting on a conference like one weekend a year, we spend the entire year planning it. It sucks planning it. But when you love th- that weekend that much, like it all, it's like what's worth it, what's not. And being really in tune with that, I think is the message I want to convey too is like, I think a lot of people just, the shit takes work. And I think that people don't give themselves credit enough to realize, they, they think that they're different because it's taking them more times than they can see from social media. Like, mm-hmm. I anything I'm doing, like I was just talking about allow me to reintroduce myself, this 21 day course I'm doing, the videos that people are seeing are four and a half minutes long, but in my, or even not even four and a half minutes, they're like 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I have 12 to 15 recordings of 
five to 15 minute videos of the same fucking thing that I'm yeah. saying over and over again because I couldn't get it right. And I was going to make sure that I got it right. And it's like, people don't see that part. They think that they're not good speakers because they're seeing the end result. And it's like, no, I struggled my way through some of those days, you know? Right. Or they see you teaching the class or they they see you doing the performance of the dance. They don't see the hours that, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to guess a little bit here, but from even just from a yoga standpoint or a booty teacher standpoint, like the hours of exercise that I have to do, I'll speak for myself. So like the, the weightlifting and the strength training that I have to do to be strong enough to teach the class for an hour and the planning and the uh, social media preparation, like your whole life goes into this one hour that you show up. Just because people don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. There's a huge investment in these things. And I think that's one of the problems with social media and, and the idea. There's this glamorized idea that, that what we present is not work. And I, I think that maybe this is a, a call to people or an invitation to show some of the work that we do. So we have one more question for you. It's our kind of our final question before we sign off usually. And um, I'll let Holly lead lead into this next last question. So we like to ask our guests um, and it can be as as lighthearted and surface or as deep as you'd like to go. Tansy, is there anything that you would like to come clean about? Ooh, um, I just yesterday called um an OBGYN to look into freezing my eggs. And I think oh that's like a really weird thing to do to ask. Like I'd rather just keep avoiding the thought of it and but then like I sometimes again I'm so in the grind, I'm so in it that I look up and I'm like, fuck, I'm 35 and I'm single and I think I, I want the option to have kids one day. And so I, that's, you guys are the first people I've told that I did that. Oh. And I feel like that's going to be a whole thing. Thank you for normalizing that. Yeah. I actually have a friend that's literally going through the same thing and she's having actually a really hard time talking about it. It's just saying it out loud. Like it's so weird. Like I, I didn't feel any type of way until I called and I was like, this is so weird. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Thank that. you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so right. is there anything that you would like to also, is there anything you'd like to promote? Where can people find you? Turn up with Tansy across the board is Instagram, TikTok, website. You have your own podcast too, everyone. So we'll yeah, look at when we. podcast. It's called The Bossy Podcast. Love so it. Different. Yeah, it's fun. I do it with my sister and we kind of shoot the shit and come clean on a lot of things like you guys do. Um, <laughs> but Yeah. I I just that's all I got. I am so thankful to have spent time with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are awesome. Thank it's you. So this wonderful was, to connect with amazing. you. We wish you so much success and love and we'll Me continue too, to follow guys. you. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Come Clean is produced by Ando Hawthorne and Holiday M. Hill. All ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation. We're always learning and we'll continue to do our best. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share with a friend. It really helps. You can follow the pod on Instagram at ComeCleanPod. Ando is at yours truly, Ando. Holiday is LionheartMBMT. Or email us to ComeCleanPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>